connecting to the AOC Podcast Network. Enjoy your stay. AOC Community Media presents Mind on Media. everyone. I'm Christy with AOC, and today's podcast episode is a continuation of last week's spinoff topic, the concept of cancel culture within the media industry. Let's jump back into it. How about that it's Super Bowl? Terrible. Everybody liked that commercial in the Super Bowl where the guy ran around in the big shorts and uh, they had to tackle him on the field there. He scored more points than both of those teams. Yeah. <laughs> he won a three hundred thousand dollar bet, so he's my hero. Okay, sorry to a break there, but uh, Jacob was raining about an actress's uh, lack of redeeming qualities, and it. Uh, I do. I think- had a quick- well, well, I'm just talking about. Look, if your job is an actor, then how about we decide if you keep that job or not based on acting? Uh, I, I, I just, I, I, I just don't get it, man. I, I, you know, it's because we have this separation we have a bunch of people that that their job doesn't really exist they just get a paycheck and they spend all their time on the internet meanwhile there are people with jobs out there that don't get to do that because they're at their jobs for eight hours a day and they're not on the internet and so you have you it's basically the class divide and so the 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 people who have wealth are sitting here on the internet policing you know, other people with wealth who are on the internet. And there's this whole, you know, iceberg under the water that is the actual 90% of people who don't have time to, to live in that world. And so that world is just kind of, uh, you know, at the periphery of their existence. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to do my own podcast with none of y'all invited and I'll talk about it, but it, it just, it, it's just really frustrating. It, well, the, living- the, the like cynical wait a second did jacob just cancel us (laughs) yeah you're all canceled uh but the cynical like conspiracy theory part of my brain uh doesn't really i mean i believe that that's why lucas films says they fired her uh but if they had wanted to fire her for something else, it would have been a lot more difficult without breaching her contract. And uh, so for me, this, this, maybe she was fired for bad acting. They just can't say that without breach of contract. <laughs> you know, Maybe they've been yeah, looking for a reason so. and, and this was just it for them. I, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what, what, uh, I know it was any, uh, any Semitic, uh, where the charges, levied against her but i did not read what she wrote or said uh and i do not know that she was you know i'm i'm just that's conjecture for me on the part of lucas arts question or if we're going to talk about cancel culture let's talk about all of it as opposed to what she said that got her canceled if if, Mm. if cancel culture is our conversation which is fine uh it's bad deal because and jacob is completely right that you make a mistake if you judge a person's uh, work product by his personal life, but that's 
part of the deal. Uh, if you, if you co-mingle them, so why don't you up at Whataburger? He put stuff on his, on the roof of his building that I don't agree with. And I love his hamburgers, but I just don't buy them because if he, if he didn't tell me his religious beliefs, whether I believe him or not, I'd buy his hamburger. But as soon as he starts rubbing that in my face, I cancel him. And that, that's kind of what's happening everywhere now. People are, call it cancer culture, call it, uh, kind of pre-centering, or it's, uh, you could flip it and say, suffer the consequences of your mouth, because you said poo-poo back in 1977, and now poo-poo is not popular, so you suffer the consequences of your mouth. It's not good for society, it's not good for growth, and it's not good for development, but it's kind of it, it, it's kind of where well, we're at. It's what we do. Well, and Ed, 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 for me, it's the lowest effort. These people are not the, the type of people that I would say are are most likely to cancel an individual and you say, I'm, I don't want this person on this project because of their speech. The, these are the people who are still shopping at places that, you know, that lobby, to, you know, that keep uh, uh, their workers benefits low or non-existent, that keep their workers compensation low. It, it, you know, these are the type of people that I feel like it, it, they have to have one place where they feel like they're doing something positive in the world so that then they don't have to really measure what is my impact? Where, where is my income going? How am I spending my resources? It, you know, I mean, those are the questions. If you really want to have some kind of an impact, then, then think about your income and your outlay and, and what are you doing with that energy? Well, and the way, I, the way people, um, the way I've seen people like describe cancel culture, I think a lot of times when people say cancel culture, even when they hear the words cancel culture, uh, they're missing a lot of nuance there uh, because somebody being canceled is a lot different than just somebody being ratioed by t Twitter. You know, it, it's a lot different than like, like Ed's not, personally canceling Whataburger, he's ratioing them. He's just not going there. He's choosing not to give them his business. But in the, uh -huh. in the in the larger scheme of things, Whataburger doesn't care if Ed shops there. It, uh, they would care if a whole subset of an industry started stopped buying their burgers. That would be canceling. Uh, or boycotting, yeah. Or, yeah, or boycotting. Uh, well, so what's, if, if, and and not, again, I didn't follow this story other than seeing some headlines. But when when someone when let's like the the throngs that like Jacob's describing the people I guess staring at their internet screens and not making differences anywhere else. You said they need to look at their income outcome, but if they're saying like we're and not again I don't know what they're saying, but I would assume the the quickest way to Disney's heart is through its wallet, and so I would assume if you want Disney to do something on your behalf, you would say, I'm not going to give you my money anymore. Um, and I guess that, you know, if they're using their, their decision to buy or to not buy a product based on their values, is that what's, I guess, where, where have they gone wrong in, in that process? Well, 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 so for me, it's like, okay, so you're saying that you're going to continue to pay Disney if they fire this actress, what about, what about, I'm sorry, but like, what about the workers? 
you know, d- d- maybe we sure, should yeah. say, you know what? I'm not going to pay for Disney Plus unless you increase your worker compensation. Y- you know what I mean? Like, like, wouldn't that be the place to stand? Uh, you know, and, and, and don't that you think that is definitely if, a place but, to stand? Yeah. But, 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 you know, I don't know. I just I don't see Disney paying their workers more if that were the thing. I don't see that trending. You know, I, I, I don't know. Well, so we got to get more people to to cancel them for that as opposed to the the words. People need more outrage. Yeah, about but, that. but that doesn't. Get but I guess maybe outrage, it's because the words you know? are like emotional pulls that it really exactly. pulls on people's hearts. But I mean, that's sort of the thing. That's that's where you know people like to say that words aren't important, but they obviously have some sort of sway. You know, that's where I think the concept in my weird evolution of mankind, the concept of like magic, I think comes from the fact that when we started using language and we started learning to use it effectively, the presentation was as if magic. It was people using words to affect the real word world. Totally. And, and so, you know, I think we can't just ignore that words do have some sort of power. We, we can't just say like sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me just because words do have some sort of influence. And I think it'd, it'd be better for us to recognize that than to but, try and but, ignore but Matt, it. Do you see, uh, I'm totally with you until your final uh, point. And, and do you see how that well, what's my final point, line, though? Because I think you might be giving me a final point that I don't have, but that you see. You, in... you're, you're saying that you're saying that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me is in is in itself uh, uh, a, a, a not a useful mentality or, or or not reflective of where we are today. I'm but just saying my, it's not but, the ultimate reality for everyone. It may be a good thing but, to well, aspire to. I see the value in it. I see the value in having learned it, but it but, may but not the be the reality. Point, but the very point is that that phrase itself holds magic. That phrase itself, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me, is composed of words and is powerful and can tell children, especially children, it told me when I was a child, that if someone is using words to make you feel less than, that they themselves are powerless, that that is an important lesson, especially for young people to understand, that when people use words and actions to bully, that they themselves are weak, that that's what we need to teach children. When, when someone is trying to take your power, it is because they feel they have none. And that, that, you know, all of this is composed of words. Words can be used to uplift or words can be lose, you know, used to, to take down. But we need to equip kids with the reality that words are magic. And if, if they can understand that, then sticks and stones can break their bones and words can never hurt them because they understand what words are and they can use, you know, they can use their own discretion to, to, to know if they should be listening or if they should ignore, you know, and, and that's, the, that's where I think what we've come to is that words are the things that really hurt, but that's only because we give that power to them. If we understand well, and it's because we're not as violent as we used power, to be. We're not what as well. We're not as physically violent as we used to be. You know, I think probably a lot of this sort of fighting that we do through words and ideas now, it probably used to happen a lot more physically than it does now. Just being the fact that we're animals, 
Um, and you know, well, well, but it also I, happens no in a physical space. It, it doesn't occur in a physical space anymore. In a physical space, we wouldn't use the type of language most of us that is often used online in online discourse. There are a lot of people, you know, say as that, you yeah. know. I mean, I mean, you're not going to say those. Whatever it is, you're going to type it. You know, someone in a comment. You're not going to say that to them because you you would see their reaction and you would anticipate it. And you you know you're not most people aren't they don't want to hurt someone when they can see them hurt. I have so, a really so good quote. Oh, go yeah, keep go going, Jacob. I'm sorry. No, no, sorry. no, no, no. Sorry, I've been. Uh, it's before. just it's a quote that talks about exactly this. It's J.K. Rowling. It says, "Words are, in my not so humble opinion, our most inexhaustible source of magic, capable of both yeah. inflicting injury and remedying it." So, Ooh, pretty powerful. Wow. Yes. And I'm going to jump in right now, guys, because I know we're running a little bit longer than usual. But um, I think these are some super interesting perspectives that that you guys are jumping into and um, around this sort of uh, controversial topic, if you will. I didn't realize I opened up the can of worms here, but (laughs) Jacob, I do hope you uh, change your mind and invite us to that podcast you're having so that we could continue the conversation. (laughs) But um, cancel (laughs) it. (laughs) I'm going to wrap us up here today thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Mind on Media thank you to the ASU staff for always giving some great insight and um, we hope that you join us next time for the next episode as always you can find all things media production and media literacy on our website at www.aocinc.org until next time is a presentation of AOC Community Media. Our producer is Christy Tracy. Contributors include Mandy Ayo, Ed Bowie, Joe Ferguson, Bethany Ivey, William McFarlane, Matt Roberts, Skip Shannon, and Jacob White. For more information about media literacy and more, visit aocinc.org. While you're there, become a member and a media creator. Click the join button and join our community of producers. Check out our YouTube channel, AOC Community Media, for tutorials and videos from our community producers. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching for AOC Community Media.